wonder-working power. Praise God that there's power. Wonderful power in the blood of the Lamb. The songwriter said the, the power in the blood of the Lamb, it will never lose its power. Thank God for the power of the blood of Jesus. We give God glory and honor today in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank him for his many blessings. Thank you. Thank God for him calling me into the ministry of the gospel. And I thank him and praise his name. Thank God for Sister Williams today leading us in devotion and for Brother Carlton leading us in song and for the Brother Eric and Brother Dave and for all you who are here today. For the ushers on the floor in your presence today. And just thank God for all of you who are here. Even uh, though we may be few in number, but we're mighty in spirit today. We give God all the honor and the glory and the praise. And just thank God for your presence. And we thank God for the ministers this weekend and our ministers meeting. And thank God for your presence. And I want you to be con- continue living for Jesus. Amen. Fulfill his call in your life. Let him lead you and guide you. I'm here to tell you and I'm be a witness. He won't let you down. <laughs> Our God will not let us down. So we thank him today. Invite your attention to the word of God. Isaiah number 40. Thank God for our guest here today. Maybe your first time, we pray it's not your last time coming and worshiping with us. God bless you. Look at Isaiah number 40 today, chapter 40, and we're going to begin reading in verse 1. When you find it, say amen. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 1, we read, Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned. She has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. For New Testament passage, we're in the Gospel of John. John chapter 7 today. We're going to read verses 1. Through nine, John's gospel, chapter seven, and we're going to read verses one through nine. When you find it, say amen. John chapter seven and verse one, we read, after these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he did not want to walk in Judah because the Jews sought to kill him. Now the Jews feast of tabernacles was at hand. His brothers therefore said to him, depart from here and go into Judea, that your disciples also may see the works that you are doing. For no one does anything in secret while he himself seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. For even his brothers did not believe in him. Then Jesus said to them, my time has not yet come, but your time is always ready. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify of it, that its works are evil. You go up to the feast. I am not yet going up to this feast, for my time has not yet fully come. When he had said these things to them, he remained in Galilee. This morning for a subject I want to share, the Christian experience, hated but not hindered. Hated but not hindered. Let us pray. Kind Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that you know all about us. And you are yet seated on the throne. And we glorify your holy name. 
Now, Lord, bless your people today as we come to hear your word. We praise you in song. We praise you in prayer. Now we want to worship you in the sharing of your word. Bless your people today in the name of Jesus. Bless me, your servant. You will forever do your will. Now have your way, Lord. I should have ruled and super rule over this service. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. of thanksgiving. And today I want to sing this verse again. To remind ourselves that we have a God who is worthy of our praise. As we sing, sing today as, a, as an offering of thanksgiving to God as we sing together. to give God thanks for. He put a roof over our head, clothes on our back, and shoes on our feet, and being able to be in our right mind. What a blessing today to know we have a God that we can say thank you to for all his many blessings, not just in the year, uh, season of Thanksgiving, but every day is a day of Thanksgiving. We just want to say thank you, Lord. Our subject today is the Christian experience, hated but not hindered. Whenever we consider our subject and our theme, we've been preaching on this theme all year long for about a year now, and I want us to be able to remember each time that we, we reflect on who we are, 
our lives, our journey to this point, the places that we've been, the people we know, the people who our lives touch from day to day, that we realize that we are living a Christian life. Because the word Christian is the word I want to reflect on. Because it means that what? We must be Christ-like in the way we live our lives every day. Not just Sunday morning at 11 a.m. You know, anybody can come to church at 11 o'clock. But I want to live a Christian lifestyle every day of our lives. Whether we're in the, in, in the grocery store, we're on our jobs, in the schoolhouse, wherever we may be, that we're living lives that represent Jesus Christ. And I want us to know that, that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior because we accept him into our hearts. We live for him every day. Now I hate for us to live around the church and not know Christ is our Lord and Savior. Because there are people who go through the motions, who pretend, you know, we call them hypocrites. But I want us to be genuine Christians because we know Jesus Christ as our Lord and personal Savior. Because we personally ask him, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and I'll live my life for you every day. That's how you become born again, living for Jesus Christ. Old Testament Pastor Scripture reminds us that God has a plan for our lives. In Isaiah 40, it says, Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and crowd to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sin. See, God's plan is that our sins be forgiven. He didn't want our sins to be counted against us forever. That's the devil's plan. He don't want you to be forgiven of your sins. Because he don't, you know how people want, if, you, if they're doing something bad, they want you to be there with them. Well, that's just how the devil is. He wants you to be in hell with him. Because hell was not prepared for you and I. Hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. Not for you and I. God wants our sins to be forgiven. So we can spend eternity with him. Praise the Lord. And then it says, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. See, no matter where you are on this journey, you can start living for Jesus and get on the king's highway. Start moving toward him. The Bible says, if you would draw nigh to me, he will draw nigh unto you. So wherever you are on this journey, if you're not living for Jesus, start right now. Living on God's highway. He has a plan for your life. So every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. I don't want to deceive anybody today. Just because you become a Christian don't mean your life is going to be easy. There are going to be some hills. There are going to be some mountains. Some crooked places, Brother Alexander. Some rough places. But with God on our side, we can make it through these things. God don't want us to stay in the valley. He wants to lift us out of those valleys. He don't want the obstacles to be in our way. The mountains that come up, he don't want them to stay in our way. Our supper today is what? Hated, but not hindered. Don't let the mountains and the hills stop you. But allow God to take you over. And if you can't make it over, the Bible says we can speak to the mountains. Say, mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the midst of the sea. We have power when we believe in Jesus Christ. We're talking about the Christian experience. And it says, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and our flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. See, God wants to show your life off. When you go through your trials and tribulations, let your light shine. When things are going well and you're just celebrating, let your light shine. Because God wants to be glorified in your life and in my life. We're talking about God's plan for your life. 
that ought to be your Christian experience, knowing that God will be with you no matter what you're going through. Every day of your life, I want us to live out this Christian experience. From the Gospel of St. John, we find out that Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. John's Gospel was written that we might believe that Jesus the Christ, the Son of God. Not only is he the Son of God, but he was born of a woman just like you and I. But he came so that we could believe in him. That he is the Son of God. He forgives us of our sins. What does John 3.16 say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. That's what I want you to experience. Life everlasting. The devil comes what? To steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus has come to you might have life. And have it more abundantly. That's what I want your life to be about. Not that you be a millionaire and you never get sick. But that you know Jesus Christ in his fullness. And have peace with God and the peace of God. The Bible says the peace of God, what? Surpasses all understanding. And will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That's abundant life. Whether you have a million dollars or just one dollar. You can have the peace of God. And have abundant life. Some of the wealthiest people in the world are the most miserable people in the world. They don't know how to live every day. They don't know what they're going to do next. But knowing Jesus Christ gives you abundant life. That's what I want us to have today. A Christian experience. A genuine Christian experience. Knowing Jesus Christ for ourselves. And today I, I want us to look at John's Gospel chapter 7. To understand that in this journey we're going to have some obstacles. We're going to have some trials. And our our, our minister's uh, conference this weekend, the subject was unhindered. Unhindered. And and the ministers knew that as ministers and as clergy members and those of us who whether we're ordained or licensed or or commissioned, we're going to go through trials and tribulations. And many times God wants to use us, but we have hindrances. We have troubles. And sometimes we don't even like ourselves sometimes. We talk. We we spend so much time in our lives talking about what we can't do, or, or what we've been through, or and why we're not worthy of the calling. Sometimes we feel hindered in this journey. But I want us to realize that even in Jesus' experience, He had some hindrances to overcome, but yet He was faithful to His calling. And I want everybody at Shadydale to know that you're going to have some hindrances, but I want you to be faithful. Be faithful to God in the midst of it all. It's amazing to me how God keeps laying out these messages each week. God wants to believe in this Christian experience that whatever God has in store for us, we can make it through it. Look at Jesus. There are three things in this passage of scripture today that I want us to understand that Jesus was often hindered, but he was faithful. The first thing I want us to see is that he was hindered, but faithful. Jesus was hindered, but faithful. Look at John chapter 7 and verse 1 through 5. It says, after these things, after some of the disciples said they was going to leave him, he went to Galilee. It says, after these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he did not want to walk in Judea, because the Jews sought to kill him. Now the Jews' feast of the tabernacles was at hand. His brothers therefore said to him, depart from here and go into Judea. That your disciples also may see the works that you are doing. 
For no one does anything in secret while he himself seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. For even his brothers did not believe in him. We're talking about being hindered but faithful. It's, it's sometimes when we think about Jesus in the Bible, we don't realize what Jesus went through. He was a human being and he had the same emotions and feelings that you and I have. And we see in this passage of scripture that after many of his disciples left and walked away from him, even his own brothers didn't believe in him. Matter of fact, his brothers mocked him for it. Now, you know, if you got saved and your friends walked away, sometimes people will tease you. They say, look, well, look at you now. Look at you now. You said you was a Christian and everything's supposed to be good and better now. But all your friends are walking away. I want you to know that you're going to have some troubles in this journey. And they're not going to always be the easy ones. You know, if you got cut, you know, with a paper cut, just put a you know, band-aid on it and you'll be all right. But some hurts hurt deep in the heart and in the soul. And I want you to know that Jesus has some hurts in his journey. The Bible says that his friends walked away. And so what did he do? He left too. He went to a place where he could be safe. Jesus didn't always feel safe. You ever felt threatened in life? The Bible said that the Jews sought to kill him. Think about that for a moment. Anybody ever call your house and say what they was going to do to you? Write you some threatening letters and say they're going to kill you or they're going to break the windows out your car. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. But Jesus' life was threatened. That was a great hindrance. But Jesus didn't stop being Jesus. Not only that, it says that his brothers began to tease him. They said, why are you why are you over here, over here in Galilee? Why don't you go back to Judah where you belong? You say you're the Christ, the son of God and all this stuff, all the miracles you've been doing. No doubt they had seen him do miracles. And in my, in, my, in my sanctified imagination, I believe that when Jesus was a little boy, he did some marvelous things. And the Bible don't record all of that. But if his brothers knew about him, they knew he was special. But the Bible says that his brothers teased him and they did not believe in him. And they said, well, if you're so powerful, you all this and that, why don't you go back and show off some more? So that everybody can see how popular you are. They was teasing him. They was trying to embarrass him. They were mocking him. Some versions say they mocked him. You know, it's bad enough when your enemies mock you. But what about your own family? Your own friends, the people you love the most. They mocked Jesus. They laughed at him. His own brothers did this to him. And our subject is the Christian experience hated, but not hindered. They hindered Jesus. They mocked him. They laughed at him. So don't feel bad if people start laughing and mocking at you. Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Very familiar passage of scripture. Romans 8 and 37 says, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, 
nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, Jesus was hindered, but the Apostle Paul let us know that we don't have to let these things stop us from being faithful. Now, all these things, you know, those things will separate us. Death, life, you know, angels, principalities, powers, the stuff that we can't really see. Things present, nor things to come. Height, nor death, or any other created thing. No matter what the list might be, I'm not going to let those things hinder me from being faithful to Christ Jesus, my Lord. We're talking about the Christian experience that they hated, but not hindered. And Jesus experienced hindrances in his life. The second thing I want to see today is hated but faithful. Hated but faithful. Look at John 7 and verse 6. It says, Then Jesus said to them, My time has not yet come, but your time is always ready. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify of it that its works are evil. See, Jesus was hated. You know, sometimes we don't want to say how people really feel. Especially in this, in this time of political correctness. We want to say, well, they, they, they may not like me or you know, they might despise me or they may just be having their feelings hurt. But Jesus went on and said, they hate it. Y'all hate me. And sometimes it's good to just tell it like it is. And Jesus let us know today that some people just not going to like us. One scripture says, no, marvel out of the world hate you. It hated me before it hated you. There are going to be some people that's just going to hate you. And you may not even know why. And Jesus said, my time has not yet come. But your time is always ready. You can do whatever you want to do. But I have a calling and a purpose to be living for. And guess what, Brother Nate? He's going to fulfill it. Look what he said. The world can the world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify of its that its works are evil. In other words, Jesus kept doing what he was doing. He kept telling the truth. He kept going on and fulfilling and doing his father's will. He testified of the world's evil and he wasn't going to change his mind about doing that. And in this journey. We're going to have to have the same commitment to continue doing what God told us to do. Now, we may have to go to Galilee and restore ourselves and get a drink of water. Amen, somebody. But we got to keep on being faithful. The point here is that he was hated, but he was faithful. Don't let the hatred cause you to turn around. Don't let the hatred cause you to say, well, I'm, I'm going to change my mission. Shadiel has a mission. We don't want to change our mission because the world don't like us. We got to continue doing what God sent us here to do. And Jesus said, the world hate me. And I know why. Because I tell the truth about it. I testify of its evil. That's what God wants you and I to do. Continue telling the truth. Continue doing God's will. Continue being faithful through it all. 
We're talking about the Christian experience, hated but not hindered. Look at Matthew chapter 10 and see that Jesus, he felt some hatred in his life. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 21, it says, Now brother will deliver up brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end will be saved. See, we got to continue on, saints. I know it's not going to be easy. I know it's not going to be comfortable always. But what we got to continue until the end. Because God is going to deliver us. That's what being saved means. God's going to deliver us. He's going to bring us through. And just because you're going through the day, don't mean it's going to be that way always. The songwriter says, what? I'm so glad. Trouble. Don't last always. It's just a seasonal thing. And just like we done made it through all the way through, through daylight savings time, now we're on, on, on regular time. We made it through that season. So we got to know that whatever trouble you're in today, you're going to make it through it. Because God is going to deliver you. We got to endure until the end. We're talking about the Christian experience hated but not hindered. I want us to be faithful. I want us to be faithful to the end. The last thing I want us to see is to hold still and be faithful. Look at John 7 and verse 8. John 7 and verse 8 says, You go up to the feast. I am not yet going up to this feast, for my time has not yet fully come. When he said these things to them, he remained in Galilee. Sometimes we got to be still. Be still and know that we're going to do what God told us to do. Let everybody else talk. Let everybody else go on with their, with their, with their plans. And be faithful to God. Hold still, but be faithful. Have a commitment. See, commitment means whether I'm up on the mountaintop, whether I'm down in the valley, whether it's raining, whether the sun is shining, whether it's 100 degrees or whether it's 10 degrees, I'm going to keep on being faithful. That's what Jesus did. He told his brother, you go ahead. <laughs> I'll wait around a while. Y'all go ahead and do what y'all going to do. But I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to stay right here. and get, I'm not going to do what y'all told me to do. I'm going to do what my father told me to do. And no doubt God told him to wait. And just like when he was a little boy and God told Joseph to go into Egypt, what did Jesus do? What did Joseph and Mary do? They took him to Egypt. And then he took him to Nazareth. They did did what God told them to do. And throughout Jesus' life, he always did what God told him to do. Not what other people told him to do. He was faithful. And he decided he was going to stay in Galilee until God was ready for him. Look at Psalm 46 as we bring this message to a close today. A very familiar passage of scripture. We've heard it many times. But there are times in our lives when we're going to have to do this. To see God work out things in our lives. Psalm number 46 in verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. 
the God of Jacob is our refuge. So no matter where you are in this life, God has a plan for you. Sometimes he wants you running and running hard. But other times he wants you to be still and know that I am God. Know that I will be exalted. I'll be exalted in your life. I'm going to get the glory out of whatever you're going through if you will just do what I tell you. If you will be still, let me fight your battle. One scripture says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. You don't have to worry about the enemy getting away with it. They're not, they not going to get away with it, church. Well, all the stuff that they said, all the lies they told, all the dirt they done done, whatever, whatever they done to you, don't worry about it. God says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. I will be exalted among the heavens. I will be exalted in the earth. He's going to get the glory. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. So God's going to work it out. So don't allow the hindrances in his life to stop you. Don't allow the hatred that you feel to stop you. And even if you have to hold still for a while, be still and know that God is still working it out. As we stand together, some of the day, the Christian experience, hated but not hindered. May God bless you.